Welcome everybody, by the way, if we're already recording. Do you have a half a roll of quarters on the floor for your laundry? It's an aggressive move. Just leaving money. They were they were okay. Just to make it clear, they were on the table, but I got a cat and they don't forgive anything. Mm mm. You ever see that post where it's like if the world was flat, the cats would have knocked everything off already? Yeah. That's funny as hell. This is the bracket. Welcome. Have you seen that? (laughs) Stop. Welcome back. You should do the intro today, Franny. No. It's been so long. I can't get it right when we have back-to-back weeks of recording. You think I'm going to be able to do it after a four-month break? Maybe. It wasn't four months, but... We, had, we essentially took a three-month break and had two episodes in between. Just to be like, we're still here! <laughs> hey, nobody. March 3rd, 2019. This is The Bracket, a podcast about our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter, we bicker, we battle Star Galactica. And on today's show, we have Rich, we have... Francisco... And our producer, who must not be named. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. It's been another hiatus. The government didn't shut down this time, but there was a national emergency, so us as good Americans, we took it upon ourselves to take a, a much-needed break. We're working hard out there. Yeah, we're building that wall. We're building that wall. Building the wall, one day at a time. No, we That's why we haven't been recording. <laughs> we're just so busy. <laughs> we, did have, um, we did have a new movie to, to watch this week. And our challenger in the blue corner. This movie was released in 1998 from director John Dahl, starring Matt Damon, Edward Norton, John Turturro, weighing in at two hours. Rounders. Not a lot of news on this movie, unfortunately. And in the red corner, this movie was released in 1998 from the Coen Brothers, starring Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, and John Turturro, weighing in at one hour, 59 minutes, The Big Lebowski. Yeah, neither one of these movies. No awards. No love. Ever? I mean, it probably won, like, a indie movie award for Lebowski. And Rounders, I don't think, got any credit. The last I checked, it had, like, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. And we know how much Rotten Tomatoes scores matter nowadays. I mean... You can kill the whole franchise. <laughs> apparently. The franchise that hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, first uh, initial thoughts. When you heard the matchup, Rounders versus The Big Lebowski... What went through your head, Francisco? I thought it was going to be a, a easy decision for me. And it wasn't? And it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Um, when did you first see Rounders? Released years. in 1998. Uh, oh, I, I saw it a couple years back. Probably just on TV. Probably on a TNT rerun. Like, I think that's when I first saw it, but I was like probably like 11 when I first saw it. Like Ooh, 2000, you saw it young. 2001 maybe. No, it was probably 2003, right around the time uh, the World Series of Poker was really big on ESPN. Mm-hmm. That's probably when I saw it. So it's, it's been a while. Probably like 2002, 2003 for me. Mm-hmm. When did you first see Rounders, producer? Like four weeks ago. <laughs> 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 big fan of Rounders over so, here in the corner. Like four weeks ago. Okay. Did you like it? Uh, no, I'm kidding. If you remember, this was a movie that I accidentally watched instead of Rain Man. That's oh, funny, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched it like a while ago, and I rewatched it again four weeks ago. Um, what, oh, what did you think about the first time? The first time it was like, alright. The uh-huh. second time it was still like, alright. Okay. <laughs> Damn. You, you like Pokemon or no? 
I'm not a big poker person. I like playing. I'm not such a big person of watching mm-hmm. other people play. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So. I got really into poker when this movie came out. Because yeah. I legit would like play poker with my buddy all night long. We'd have sleepovers and just play one-on-one poker. Mm-hmm. And I got like super into it for a long time and watched the World Series of Poker like reruns, like a complete nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, another like weird thing, if it's on like one of those like spike channels or there's like a, a poker match, I'm legit staring at the TV as if I have money on the line. It's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, I've always really been into poker movies, so I really liked Rounders when it first came out. Do you have any um, big takeaways you'd want somebody who's never seen Rounders to see? How would you advertise Rounders to somebody? Reminds me of Fight Club in a way. Because of Ed Norton? Because of like the there's obviously a good and, and like a good and bad guy, you know, and like there's this there's this Is there person, kinda. I mean, there's your hero, I guess, but there's no. I, bad I don't guys. know if there's a hero, but. You know, there's this guy who's just trying to... I don't know, to me, we, we, Matt Damon was going with the hero's journey in this movie. Like, started off with yeah, a big no, he's, fall... Yeah, he's, he's trying to, to be like, like, you know, he's just trying to be a uh, you know, hard-working... Well, after he fucked up, though. Yeah. Because that opening so. scene is a gut check. Yeah. Like, you watching that movie, you're like, oh, he's totally going to win this, and then he's going to go to Vegas, and we're going to have a whole movie. And then when you see, like, how confident he is in his explanation, it's one of the better opening scenes of... Oh, that's one of the awards I wanted to bring up. A bracket award that we should have is best intro to a character. I think I brought it up on the last podcast, mm-hmm. but Ed Norton's intro in this movie is fantastic. So you have Matt Damon's entry. He loses the big hand of cards. Um, you meet John Turturro in there. Another good intro, not a great one, but um, you meet all the characters who are going to be vital to the story. You watch him lose. You see his new life, and then he's talking to his girlfriend, and he says, "I got to go pick up my friend from college, high school, Worm." And she goes, "I can't believe you know a guy named Worm." And then he goes and picks him up at the prison, and he's playing cards with the black guys at the prison, and he's, like, fucking around and, and pulling slick moves and cheating. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the perfect intro to this character who's, like, Edward Norton as Worm is that character for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, any, uh, best, uh, any other moments you have that, of the movie that you liked? The way he's explaining, uh, you know, they're all kind of just playing poker together, and he's saying how... You know they're not really playing against each other, but they're kind of just oh, yeah, punking the play, everybody else. Oh yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was pretty the, funny. The, they described them as piranhas, mm-hmm. like where they never attack each other, but they attack everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's that scene, and then there's also the first scene that uh, Ed Norton and Matt Damon have playing together in like the rich guy house, mm-hmm. where he shows up and he just you know takes over takes the table. Yeah. And Ed Norton is so fantastic in these first like hour of the movie where he loses and he's like he looks in disbelief mm-hmm. at certain times, just like, how am I how is this happening to me? But he's doing it on purpose. Right. It's really cool because I mean, imagine being so good at poker that you can confidently lose and know you're still gonna make money. Right. That's like the dream. <laughs> what do you think is uh some of your most memorable moments? You just knew like the way they were they were trying to like con the cops. Like you just knew like Oh, okay. Everything the was going to go scene. bad. Okay. Yeah, I just... It was, there was a total shift in, in tone at that point. Mm-hmm. Because Damon's on his run, and he's, and he's winning all the money. He's starting to, you know, get back, in the, get back in the big swing of things and really starting to make money. And then he gets to the poker table with the cops, and he's like, no, you go fuck off. Go play bowling or something. Right, I'll take yeah, care yeah. of this table. I want to play it straight. And you can see he's getting his momentum. And then out of nowhere, you just hear, like, the music die. Oh. And you hear Ed Norton's voice, like, slowly echo in the room. And you just see Matt Damon like, mother. Yeah, it's like I, I had it. Like, yeah, I had we had it. Yeah, it was a really cool scene. Um, and then you see, you know, all the there's actually really good like character actors in the background. Like everybody, even like the shitty like bar scenes, 
Mm-hmm. You saw dudes playing poker, and they're just like they all had their own character. They felt like they were friends. Mm-hmm. They felt like they played together. Yeah. You had the guy uh, at the restaurant who's like, "You thought you could beat this man with jacks?" Right. <laughs> He's like, "I don't know." Like, it was really good. Uh, they did a great job casting, making everybody seem like they were in the universe. One thing I always remember saying watching this movie for years was how much I hated on Matt Damon's girlfriend in the movie. Because I, 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 I do. I, I don't. I don't but hear me out. The reason that I, I kind of take it back with bracket goggles is because watching Matt Damon from the first scene and him just explaining poker to you like slowly, mm-hmm. and then seeing Ed Norton's character and him just being a complete con man and it's fucking awesome, and then you have Totoro playing like this suave like uh, he played Joey Kanish, mm-hmm. basically like his mentor. You had like fantastic actors playing awesome roles, and then you had the girlfriend who was literally cast to be, like, the whining the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. It was like, they didn't even set her up to, like, to succeed. It's a total, like, bitch part to play. Right. And I, I thought about it as the movie went on. Like, this is totally a dude-directed movie. Didn't give the woman, like, one bit of character at all. It's just like, no, you lied about it, so I hate you now. And that was it. End of story. And you're just like, why even have her in the movie then? Mm-hmm. Well, because he, he needs something to lose besides... But he you know, already lost money. her. The he lost her, like, the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie. Because that's when he goes to Atlantic City. It wasn't Vegas. It was Atlantic City. The, the other scene. Well, I think... I guess... I don't know. Is it, I don't know. I, my point was, it was just, like, it was an obvious move that it was It was a dude director who did not mm-hmm. give a fuck. Yeah. Um, best quotes of the movie. What do you got? Do you have anything written down? No. Not for... For rounders? For best quotes? Yeah. Well, I mean, not to nominate for, you know, the awards, but just memorable quotes of the movie. I think one of the funniest ones is one that you uh, you mentioned earlier about like being them being rakes, uh, women. Being oh rakes yeah, yeah. The, the quote in the game in the poker game of life, women are the rakes. They are the fucking rake. Yeah. And Matt Damon, what? Uh-huh. What quote? And Edward Norton's response is there. I mean, I don't know. There ought to be one. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was really funny. It's like one of the quotes that's like not even a real quote, but it's become famous in mm-hmm. that it and never happened. One of my favorite quotes was towards the end of the movie, Matt Damon walking back into Joey Kanish's club. And I'm sorry, into KGB's club. Mm-hmm. And he's going in there and he's like, the musty smell. I feel like Buckner walking back into Shea Stadium after game five or game six because it, as a Red Sox fan, Bill Buckner ruined the World Series for the Red Sox because they mm-hmm. let a ball go through his legs. And then they played in New York the next night at Shea Stadium. Uh-huh. So it was like Matt Damon explaining, like, dude, you just lost all your fucking world, sa- your life savings, and now you're coming back to try to win it back. And it's like, fuck. Right. So it's, that's one that I like a lot. There's another really uh, good scene where Matt Damon and Ed Norton are inside the basketball court. And Matt Damon's like, dude, you fucked me over. Like, you stole all the money. Like, you dipped out. And mm-hmm. now I'm in right. the hole. And... Uh, Ed Norton's like, what do you mean, dude? I'm always on the run. This is what I do. I'm always hiding from people. And then Matt Damon's like, yeah, you were hiding from that other guy. And he goes, what did I ever do to him? You fucked his mother. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, it just felt like all the characters were had great chemistry in the scenes. Mm-hmm. And you felt like they knew each other for years. Yeah. And that was really good. The way the movie starts off with like him like just finding money from like everywhere in his house. That was like, cool. Like, the little hiding like, spots and like, every, the pictures like, and the everywhere. books. It's like, don't you just have a bank account? Like, a bank? I don't know. I mean, he is a poker player, so he probably had a lot of cash savings. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like they had right? debit cards back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. The movie came out in 2000, so, or 1998. It's been a while. They might have had debit cards back then. I don't know. Just get a little safe. Get a safe and just put it all in one place. Another one of the great scenes, and it's kind of like one of the funnier ones, is when 
Matt Damon's talking to Kanish inside like the spa towards the end of the money. He's just begging for money from anywhere it can come from mm-hmm. so he can try to win his money back. And he says to uh, Kanish, he's like, I need 10 grand. <laughs> and Totoro says the line, and I need a blowjob from Chrissy Turlington. Mm-hmm. Like just completely like straight up, no man, it's not happening. Yeah. And then uh, Matt Damon explains the story of why he knows he's good enough to play KGB and how he played Johnny Chan mm-hmm. at, in Atlantic City and beat him. And one thing, I, I, I don't know if I watched like the commentary on this at one point, but Johnny Chan's talked about his role in this movie, mm-hmm. like the famous poker player Is that player, the Johnny actual Chan. guy or is this yeah. an actor? No, it's actually Johnny Chan. Oh, he, really? He used to play in the World Series of Poker. He's won multiple uh, mm-hmm. bracelets. Like he, The dude is really, really famous. And he says a, uh, a line to Johnny Chan where he says, uh, where he beats him and he goes, did you have it? Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon responds, I don't know, John. I don't remember. And Johnny Chan's take on that is like, I've been playing poker since this movie came out. You don't have any idea how many people tell me, I don't know, John. I don't remember. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he gets shit for it it's still. Like a curse now. How many, how many people have been motivated to play poker just because of this movie? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for quotes, I think I'm good. Biggest flaw of the movie. What do you got? I think a lot of it was, like you said, the girlfriend. Okay. Just- and some of the, I just some, some, it, it looked like the movie wasn't really leaning somewhere. I felt like for was, those two, just just yeah. Well, but in, in in general, sometimes. But okay. Any uh, best uh, or flaws for you, producer? Best flaws. Give best us flaws. Just, just, give us just your the, best the flaws. The flaws that work the, the best for you. Yeah. Oh my no. god! I was just I wasn't really into it. No offense to the entire movie. But. Well, you could at least give the movie credit for the chemistry that all the characters had. No, all the, the the acting and the characters' interactions were really good. I just felt like... What um, turned you off from the movie? I don't know. It just felt like really slow pacing. I do. I did like the scenes where Matt Damon was going around and like... Playing. playing Actually like, playing, yeah. And then when he got caught by the, the cops, it was like... Um, but, I don't know. It just it didn't do it for me. I, just, I wasn't into it the entire mm-hmm. time. Okay. So the entire movie. I'm okay. No. No. It's it's understandable. Yeah. This, yes. I like no. the uh, I like the soundtrack myself. There's a there's a little bit of a of a score and tone in the background that if I heard it like play on, on YouTube or something, I would recognize it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like flashy or super charismatic or charismatic's the wrong word, but um, super what's the word? Producer? For like a loud like a big orchestra Crescendo, I guess. There's, crescendo. Is that the word? Yeah. There's no big crescendo, but I really like the score in the background. It feels like you're in this universe, and it doesn't play like the the flashy parts of New York. It kind of plays New York as like the underground scene, mm-hmm. which I really like. Um, what do you think was the best uh, acting performance? Probably Edward Norton. It's so it's it was it was different than. It's most serious. Oh, um, yeah. Because I remember, I remember him from, like, <clears throat> you know, American X, you know. And, American History and, X. Yeah, American Hulk. History X. And, yes, th- and he's just... A totally like he's just a But he can do anything in yeah. any movie. Like, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, he can play it off. Yeah, Edward... Except for the uh, one of the Bourne movies. I didn't like him in that. <laughs> what was your best acting performance, producer? Um, I would say Edward Norton. What about um, John Malkovich? I wanted to say him. With his weird Russian accent. But I was going to say his accent was just like... It, was, it sounds so fake. Yeah. I guess yeah. the director didn't even like tell him to do an accent. John Malkovich just showed up on set and he's like... I'm going to just do an yeah. accent? Well, I know. Well, he kind of has to because they were Russians, you know? It was so thick, though. Like, you could barely understand what he's saying. Yeah. I really like this. Is he like, American or... John Malkovich? Yeah, no. 
Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. Know. John Malkovich is is Cyrus the virus. Cyrus of Saya Nara. You know who I thought he was? Who? Oh, that's him. Um. Oh my. <laughs> from Red. He might be in that too. Red with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Red. Yeah. Oh, he just looks so different from from. from yeah, well, he plays weird from Con Air. He, he just, plays he... super weird characters. John yeah. Malkovich is fantastic. Um, I like the scene though at the end of the movie when when he's losing to Matt Damon mm-hmm. and he starts going super hard. I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. <laughs> All those scenes are super good. I, I like. I can't even see Malkovich as different characters once I see him as this. Is like you're such a weirdo, mm-hmm. but he does a good job like convincing you that he's you know he's a Russian a, mobster. Uh, yeah. Um, best acting performance. I I think I'll agree with you on Ed Norton, but I think all three of them together. Malkovich, Ed Norton, and Matt Damon kind of just hold their own mm-hmm. the whole movie. Totoro's really good too. He's he's playing like the cool mentor, so I really liked him too. Uh, any nominees for Goldblums? No. Okay. Do you disagree? I don't have any that I'm that I'll you know die on the plate for, but right. uh, die on the sword for. I do think there is there's one movie that's another poker movie Casino Royale that we watched and I always compare rounders to mm-hmm. Casino Royale yeah. as the final scene because Matt Damon wins the final hand with a with a just a a made straight mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't a royal flush it wasn't a straight flush it wasn't four queens like mm-hmm. he played it like a real poker game goes and beat him just straight up by just being smarter at, mm-hmm. at cards what and was it in a Casino Royale it was a straight flush was John, it? James Bond won with the second best hand possible uh-huh. you know what I mean so when Matt Damon wins the whole like his the the climax of his story or the I guess the resolution of his story was won on like a basic ass hand, mm-hmm. but he just outplayed John Malkovich's character. Mm-hmm. That's what I really like about this movie because it didn't re- it didn't require you know like a godly hand, right? And that's like and not to I can't believe I'm doing this, but in the Parent Trap they they're playing like five card stud and they, the girl literally won with a with a royal flush mm-hmm. and you're just like nobody's ever had that happen mm-hmm. like i know i know people who play cards all the time and they've had like one royal flush in their whole life yeah so i it's just i really liked it for that bit of like truth in the movie they didn't make it seem too far fetched as weird as the underground scenes are and how there's always a $1000 poker game going on wherever mm-hmm. Matt Damon mm-hmm. goes i found that really odd so i guess that kind of goes in the flaws like, how do you just roll roll up into a house and like, oh, we're playing for thousands? Yeah, just flip money yeah. like, in, in three days. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, yeah, I can make 20000 in three days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you, though? Yeah. So I, I guess that would be my only real flaw of the movie. Um, if you're rating rounders out of 10, where are you at on it? For, from your first view till now. First view, I guess it's it's... It, it, it's overly high. It's probably like a nine because it's like, oh, hey, another poker movie? It's like, you know, like I, I obviously yeah, instantly sure. love it. Um, <clears throat> I would say now it's a solid 7.5. 7.5? 8. 8? 8. 7.5 or 8. For now? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then what was your first viewing? You said it was like a nine? It was like a nine, yeah. Okay. For me... Uh, I kind of agree. Like the the hype I had in this movie as a kid, I I probably watched this movie like I said most of the Bracken movies. I probably seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah, I just loved it. Um, so my first viewing, I'd say it's probably like a nine, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Um, now I think with the hold on, solid point.
<laughs> building suspense. Filming here. No, man, he's like, you guys want some ice cream? Just fucking. <laughs> All right, so my first viewing, nine point five. Um, although I actually respect the acting performances better now than I ever did as a kid, I think it just goes down just because of, um, I don't know, just this. It doesn't really get you. It's, it's any, yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't. There's no like emotional draw anymore. Mm-hmm. If you compare it to most movies, I don't know. I still give it an eight point five. Uh, maybe even like an eight point seven, but it's not. Um, it's not one of those movies that I feel like I need to, that I would ever recommend. It. Like it's it's either you love it or you don't. So mm-hmm. like when I, when the producer says he doesn't get it, I'm like I totally understand. And that's yeah. kind of like what I said about Lebowski too. Either you love it or you don't. Yeah. So I totally get it. Like there's people who love poker who think Rounders is like one of their favorite movies, mm-hmm. and it's just how it is. Um, so yeah, eight point seven for for my viewing now. And any closing thoughts for for you before we move on? Any scenes you want us to remember? Reminisce on? I always want to have Oreos. That's I'm fair. Watching. Yeah. His tell is actually really funny. Yeah, and it just, it, it's, I think it's just the funniest thing. I don't like just... Oreos, but I see your point. What? I don't like cookies. All right, we'll move on. How do you not like Pretty cookies? Sure. Any no, wait, wait, we're you? not moving on. Hold on. <laughs> I don't like sweets. I'm sorry. Any gonna... sweets? I like, uh, like energy drinks and I like like Skittles. And that's it. That's it. Why? Who hurt you? Uh, the movie Matilda. What? what? You guys remember the movie Matilda? Yeah, no, I, I like that movie. The, yeah. s- the scene where the kid has to eat all the chocolate cake. Okay. Oh, that's fair. That's tough. All right. Well, you're not welcome on our cookie podcast, so. Damn, cooking, cooking cookies with rich and not yeah. ri- <laughs> with not rich. <laughs> cooking, <laughs> baking <laughs> without rich. <laughs> cooking cookies without rich. Uh, Alright, so on to the Red Corner. The Coen brothers directed this movie, uh, The Big Lebowski, in 1998 as well. Uh, one of the most iconic characters in cinema history with the dude. Um, the stupidest guy ever, I swear. I will let you get to your flaws in a moment. <laughs> That's um, all I have, flaws, I think. When did you yeah. first see The Big Lebowski producer? Because I'm not going to let him harp on his negativity <laughs> before we even start talking about it. I think I saw it about five years ago. Oh, wow. My friend let me borrow a bunch of movies, and then one of them was The Big Lebowski, and I didn't think it was going to be that kind of movie. It's so weird. It was very weird and very not knowing what was happening. But, yeah. But it had its funny moments. It's hilarious. Yeah. But I, like I said earlier, I totally understand why people don't love it. It's definitely not for everybody. When did you first see it? This time. Go? This time? Yeah. Four weeks what? ago? Yeah. I, I, Pre-Super I Bowl? Say. I don't know, pre-Super Bowl, but it was... You guys want some ice cream? No, no shit, right? <laughs> Might as well. He's just throwing some money. Say, Shut up. Throwing some money? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You do have a roll of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of roll of quarters get us? Nothing. One ice cream, maybe. Alright, so, uh, when did you first see it? I saw it a couple, um, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. That's fair. Um, yeah, it's just, it's such a different movie, and it's such a, I don't want to say it, though, like... You don't want to go full negative yet? Yeah. Alright. But it's, it's just a weird, it's, it's a weird movie. Okay. Um, what were you, some of your, your, actually, alright, I'll go to my, when did I first see it? 
uh, I was maybe 2011, I first saw it. Uh, my buddy came over. It was it was around the same summer. Oh, it was probably like 2009 then. The same time that Transformers 1 came out. Because mm-hmm. we rented that in Transformers 1. And my buddy and I were watching it, and I was like, this movie is so stupid. And my buddy is laughing the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't understand any of these jokes. And then, like, years later, I didn't watch it. It was I started seeing, like, a meme of him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that, that part was kind of funny. Maybe I'll give that movie another shot. And it was on Netflix, so I gave it another shot. Mm-hmm. And I just fucking laughed, rolling on the floor for most of the movie. And it's one of those things where it's like, movies relate to you at different times uh-huh. of your life. So, like, his, like, nonchalant, like, I don't care about the world mentality at the time didn't make sense. But now I'm like, yeah, I kind of see that. Like, there's times where you're like, dude, fuck it. Do whatever you want. I just want my rug. Like, right, that's right, a lot right. of what his story was. Is just, I don't care what's going on. I'm not trying to save the world. I just want my rug back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's a very simple story. But it's it's just fun and relatable. And it's harmless fun. Yeah. A lot of times, I was I, was, I, I forgot... That that's all, you know, most of it is because he got, it was the yeah. wrong person. Yeah. You know, and, and like, I think part of me was like looking for something more. Yeah, you wanted a big and, climax. Yeah, and it's just, you know, they, they, it's they got like the, wrong, yeah. the wrong dude from, from the get-go. Yeah. I thought those. And that's the thing, though, the big Lebowski isn't even the dude. The big Lebowski is the handicapped Lebowski. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, like, it's just backwards, the whole story. It's very dry humor, so I understand, again, why people don't love it, but... Some of the jokes, especially when, when John Goodman and Steve Buscemi are around and mm-hmm. they're at the bowling alley, those scenes are fucking hysterical. Yeah. Um, One scene that I did think was funny um, was the uh, when he stepped over the line. Yes. And he like pulls up the Glock and he's yeah. like... <laughs> over the line! <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but besides that, like I, I, was, I was like, ah, I don't know if this movie's for me. No, I understand that. Yeah. I, I did like, um, <laughs> when after that scene happens, they're walking back to the car and the dude's like yelling at him. He goes, dude, you need to chill the fuck out, man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he, the, uh, I can't remember his name, Donnie, I think, or Daryl, the, the, the guy who stepped over the line. I can't remember his name. But he's like, he's a pacifist. Mm-hmm. And John Goodman's like, I dabbed in pacifism in the past, but not in Vietnam, of course. She <laughs> 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 was so funny. Um, so, what are some of your best moments, uh, producer? It's when he goes to that big mansion and he sees the guy go up to the notepad, write something, mm-hmm. and then he runs up and does the thing with the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> he does the thing where like he traces out what was written on the left, and he just drew a penis inside the notepad. <laughs> Shit is so funny. It's so stupid. Like it's so unnecessary to the story, but it'll just make you laugh every time. I'm just like, I didn't expect, that yeah. was the one thing I didn't expect for that to happen. Yeah, you're expecting like, the murder mystery plot yeah. to grow on, and it's, you know. And I would also say the scene where they're trying to spread the ashes. Oh, yeah. Donnie was a good a good bowler and a good man. <laughs> and he just throws him into the, into whatever, and it just flies back and hits of course. The, the dude in the face. So, yeah. I think those were, like, my two favorite scenes. Another thing I'll say for best intro to a character is uh, Jesus's intro in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there in his like full purple outfit, and he sits there kissing the ball and like licks it and then throws it. And then you have uh, John Goodman's character being like, "Fucking pervert, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good intro to the character. Um, One of my, um, I have a buddy that I play um, online, and he had a picture of the dude, and I've known this guy for probably. 
two years now, mm-hmm. and I've never actually knew who it was, and I didn't want to be all. that guy like, hey, what is that? And then after watching the movie, I actually saw it was the dude, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, now I know who he mm-hmm. is. So I guess now I know a little more about right after, relevance. Uh, right after the Goodman intro to Jesus, there's also the, the line where he throws the strike, and Je- uh, Jeff Bridges' character, the dude, goes, Funky Quintana, man, that creep can roll. <laughs> and Walter goes, yeah, but he's a pervert, dude. Fucking eight-year-olds. <laughs> he's so good. Alright, uh, how about for other best quotes, opening up to the movie, you have the dude getting his milk, getting home, gets fucked up as he enters the room, gets thrown into the toilet, and uh, the Asian dude pees on the carpet and he goes, this guy's a fucking loser. And he looks up and he goes, at least I'm house trained. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, best moments for you, do you have any more? Uh... Any other funny scenes? The way he was flirting with that one girl uh, by the pool. Tara Reed's character? Oh, yeah. For $1,000, I'll blow you. Uh, <laughs> Alright, I'm going to run to the ATM. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, any other best moments for you, producer, before we move on to Floss? What do you think about this movie, producer? Because you, you let us know what... Uh, what... Uh, said about Rounders. This movie has its moments... Where you're just, there's times where you're kind of just waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I mean, from the beginning, the movie has kind of been like, this movie's about nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's no. It's the Seinfeld of movies. Yeah, there's no end, like perfect ending. There's no yeah. like growth of a character, and I think not knowing that when you go into the movie, you're just kind of like, well, kind it's of kind of a letdown for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think. Even when I watched it, uh, like, years later, I forgot what the ending was, so I was just as surprised the second time watching it. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, because the first time I watched it, it was very confusing, and it had its funny moments. I think the scene where he tries to throw the, the blunt outside of his car, <laughs> and it just lands back in and he crashes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, like, little things like that yeah. that just were funny. But then the entire time, I was like, there's no... And I was, like, learning film, mm-hmm. so I was, like, trying to, like, be like, where's the structure? Where's like right? The, the Coen Brothers are like, cool, hold my and beer. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, this is the movie right. literally throwing everything that I've been learning yeah. out the window. Um, so the first time I watched it, it was very confusing, and I think the second time after learning that there was literally no point to the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is way funnier than I initially. So we should bring our expectations down for this one for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Biggest flaw. For me, the entire movie. Okay, at least you had something to. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest flaw for you, producer. Um, I don't know. It's weird to give this movie. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird to rate the movie. It's. How about how about advertise your movie to a friend? I would say go into it with, just enjoy the ride. Would be my my like advice for somebody who's never seen it. Just enjoy the ride. Because mm-hmm. it really is just a story of the dudes. Like two weeks. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that much to it. Yeah, just chaos and comedy. Yeah. Soundtrack? <laughs> I didn't even notice it. But then again, I never do. You never do. There's there's a, the opening song that it comes out to. Uh, I can't remember what it's called because I'm a piece of shit. Wow. Soundtrack was fun though. There was <laughs> a sequence where he was like 
super high and like dancing with all the well no he got knocked out he was yeah, like yeah. he was he got knocked out and then he goes through that like psychedelic trip yeah. with Julianne Moore and that was kind of funny another thing like my wife had never seen The Big Lebowski so I forced her to watch it for this oh it was her first time too yeah and her just like you that movie was fucking stupid like it ended and she was like why did we why did I put myself through that mm-hmm. but wh- whenever there's like a new character introduced I made sure she was watching and she always laughed like the Julianne Moore intro the Jesus intro John Goodman's intro like all that shit was good John Goodman's intro was like literally he has a dog of his ex-wife at the boy alley he goes you bought a fucking Pomeranian he goes this is a show dog dude like <laughs> it's just great like every character has a fantastic intro and then every time John Goodman talks to Donnie like, we've all had that friend that are just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, like, Donnie, every time he jumps into a conversation, what happened to your rug, dude? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. You're out of your element. <laughs> like, every time, it's just hysterical. I would say that movie is more of a character film than it is a storyline film. There, that's one thing that, that both these movies have in common. is like, the story doesn't really matter. I'm, I, I'm in for the ride with the characters. Mm-hmm. So, whatever the characters want to do, win or lose, you know, with the exception of Donnie, he's the only one that dies. <laughs> Kind of like an episode of Family Guy, or like Kinda. you know, nothing really matters because they're gonna. They'll figure it out at the end. Yeah. Um, best acting performance. You giving anybody any credit? Maybe the dude. He was pretty convincing in being a. Just the straight a dude. guy. Yeah. Just the dude. Yeah. Producer, best acting performance. Keep in mind, there is a Church of the Dude. There's people who love this movie so much that they, like, live his lifestyle. Like, they have, like, a yoga class just to, like, do dude things. Live that lifestyle. Really? Because it's, it's, it's literally a lifestyle to people. Not me. I'm not that weird, but... Right. People are weird. That's crazy. So, so what do they... What? They just literally like bowling and, and just being zen. Like, having no cares in the world. Like, the only thing the dude ever wanted in the movie was to get his rug back. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he got yelled at, that's actually another really funny scene. When he's getting yelled at by the real Lebowski, he's like, you're a bum, you'll never amount to anything. And he's walking out, and Philip Seymour Hoffman runs up to him, and he goes, so what did he say? He goes, oh, I can take any rug in the house. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I don't know. It was a fun movie. Okay. Flaws, producer, while we're still, or, I mean, best acting performance? Uh, John Goodman. Okay. Over the line! Uh, yeah. John Goodman, for sure. Uh, Lebowski, for sure. Both deserve some credit. Uh, how about the Nihilist? Like, I can't remember the actor's name. He's, he's kind of like the, the character actor in every movie, but he was um, he was in The Nightmare in like a black spandex suit. Um, do you remember what... I don't remember the actor's name, obviously, but... Um, the Nihilist, like, John Goodman's character is like, they're fucking Nihilists. They, they don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just... Uh, any Goldblum nominees? I don't have any. Mm-mm. Maybe like for best quotes, I could give them some credit. How many times have you seen this movie? Maybe less than ten. Oh, okay. Less I thought you've seen this. No. Okay. No, it's, and it's one of those movies I can't really watch all the time, so. Because mm-hmm. it does get randomly just super weird for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, How's the dude come out? Anything else? I don't think I've ever he seen He was him. in the Super Bowl ad. Was he? Yeah, because they, Stella Artois was making a joke. They had Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City, and like her drink is always... Uh, what the fuck is it? A margarita? No. What's her drink? Cosmopolitan. Oh, God. I mean, I 
Like, she's just, like, famous. She's famous to women, obviously. So how do you know? Yeah. Because, shut the fuck up. I'm just putting you in the spot. Um, so I didn't know. That's the thing. I had to oh, think about it. Okay. I guess twice. So she's like super famous, and then she gets to the bar, and they're like, "Cosmopolitan." And she's like, "No, I'll have a Stella Artois." And then you hear the dude's like theme come on, and he's walking in. They're like, "A white Russian?" And he's like, "No, I'll have a Stella Artois." And he sits down, and she's like, "Oh, new drink." And he's like, "Yeah, the dude abides." That's what Sam Elliott says at the end of the movie, and then we all ride Sam Elliott's mustache into the night. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so rate. Your Cohen Brothers classic, The Big Lebowski. First a viewing, a four. Ouchie wawas. Yeah. And for Rich, uh, first viewing, I, I would say like, yeah, four and a half for my first okay, viewing. Okay, okay. Now, I, I'd say it moves on over... You give it over a nine, I'm walking out. I uh, give it 8.9, so I get to live. <laughs> I get to live, Fair. swear to God. <laughs> okay. Um... It definitely has its flaws. It's definitely silly and dumb, and it has you know its takeaways. But I think it. I think it's the superior movie. Um, Me only seeing it once. Do you think is this one of those movies you can always put on and have a good time, or it's only specific times that you can like? Okay, I'll watch the Big Lebowski. It's a good stoner movie. Okay. It's a good background, like doing the dishes movie, where like you don't have to see every single scene, mm-hmm. but you can look over and be like, ah, oh, fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it you, it doesn't require a lot of thought. It's very carefree fun. That's mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I appreciate those kind of movies because you know, it's all good. So uh, producer, you're gonna have to make a decision here. Would you like to argue first or second? You, it's going over rounders for you. Yeah, rounders got eight point seven. But there's, I'm just saying because there's been times where like I'm like okay I'll, I'll rate this one more than this one but I still like this one more. No, I think Rounders is a is a great movie, and if we did a bracket for sports movies, there's a real chance that the Rounders that Rounders is in the finals Rounders. for me. Rounders, Rounders, there's a real chance that Rounders <laughs> would be in the finals for me. Uh-huh. But, but you're going with Big. But Lebowski. I'm going with the Big Lebowski, and there's actually been an argument that Big Lebowski is a sports movie because there's bowling in like two scenes, and I tell them to take a hike. Yeah. Hey, poker is less of a sport than bowling is, and poker is more I, of a sports. I wouldn't movie. consider either of. Okay, maybe bowling. How about if a I was hobby being, movie. Yeah. Exactly. A hobby movie. I, but I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider a sport. Well, that's like, you know, cool runnings to me. Sledding isn't a sport, but they keep saying it's a sport movie. Moving on. <laughs> so would you like to argue to the producer first or second? Big Lebowski, Rounders. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even think this was going to be a... Really? I thought it was going to be a one and done. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I realized about... Oh, no. <laughs> I realized about halfway through Rounders, there was no chance it was beating Lebowski for me. Wow. Okay, and it's hard to argue with or try to convince Jose or producer. Um, Jose B. Jose B. Um, because he doesn't like poker. He says he likes playing it, just didn't like the movie. You kind of set yourself up for failure on this one, unfortunately. Damn. Okay. Yeah, if this movie was a VR, I would. Totally... VR poker. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> So it can be. throw your argument out there, even though it's we know it's futile. <laughs> oh God, this is fucked up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Never has there been a time where Jose opens up the podcast with "I really didn't enjoy this movie." Uh-huh. Now argue for it. <laughs> I guess the Avatar one. He said straight up he wasn't gonna like it. Yeah. Yeah. Is this one better than Avatar? Everything's better than Avatar. <laughs> you take it back. Not everything. 
So, why does Rounders move on, Francisco? Sell me. I don't know. I think, I think having a, some kind of storyline or something that you know you can focus on that you know that the characters are working for is better than something where it's kind of just a hell mary movie. You know, where like you're just expecting something like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's Big Lebowski for me was such a, a random thing. Like I said, I explained it as a Family Guy thing because anything could happen. You know, like there wasn't like a real story. And like, I just it, it felt really like there could have there could have been like a guy jumping out the window at no time just because it was it was such a random movie. Whereas Rounders was more of a there was real know, suspense. I, I'm, in try, Rounders. I'm trying to you know we're, we we got three days to do this. Yeah, there was real um, suspense in Rounders. You know, so it, it didn't keep me on the edge of my seat, but I could at least know that they're they're working for something. And most of the time, as you said, it I was like. I was like, oh, yeah, it's all over a fucking rug, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm like, am I really want to pay attention to this? Yeah. And, and I think that's, what, that's where I, I landed. Well, I think you have to watch the movie as the dude. And that's my argument for Lebowski, is that you have to watch the movie as if there is no other care in the world, and you just care about your day and your friend Donnie dying, and, and Walter's a fucking psycho, and you got to keep him cool. Like, you're watching the movie through Lebowski's eyes, and actually it's through Sam Elliott's eyes narrating, but... You're watching the movie as just like, hey man, we're on this journey together. I mean, let's not freak out about the end of the world. We're not really caring that Tara Reid kidnapped herself. We're just here to have fun. Maybe. The dude abides. Or we can play poker. And or try, we can and, play poker and, and get really to, mad at each and other try over, to... over 20 bucks. <laughs> Damn it. And, or we can try 15, uh, flip 15 in three days. Yeah, we could. Or we could get beat the fuck up by cops. Or... Or we can win. <laughs> All right. What's your rating for Rounders on your first viewing, producer? I would say six. Over 20 bucks. <laughs> and who moves on to round two of the bracket? Big Lebowski. Okay. Damn, I have to... Final watch. score? It was a 7.5. Thing is, I'm gonna have to watch it again because it's gonna be for. It might know, be better, so it might get better. So I hope it does. To I, be continued. Yeah, I really hope it does because it does, it is a movie that gets better with age. Okay. And for our next week, what do we got? Jumbo. Longest Yard versus Big Daddy. Ooh. Two classics. Okay. I was just thinking about Longest Yard today too. I forgot it was in it. I loved Longest Yard, and I thought we took it out. I think we did at one point, but. Put it back in. Put it back in. I don't know. This is a fun one. That's tough. Are we we actually going to record next Sunday? Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Let's not take another four-week hiatus. Maybe in the week? If it rains Wednesday, for sure. Okay. All right. It's supposed to rain, so. Let's do it. So our winner of week 28 of the bracket, the Big Lebowski. We have four more episodes to finish the first round. I'm so excited. It's going to get real intense for the round two. Yeah. And uh, it's going to go way faster. Yeah. With the exception of 300. That movie's still dog shit. Uh, what? Current events. I'm still mad Man of Steel lost. In current events. Wait, you voted for 300. I know, and I regret it. <laughs> Here's the thing. It was a solid argument, and I got wrapped up in the emotions of the episode. I think Man of Steel is a better movie. Than 300? Than 300. It didn't matter, though, because I think... 
uh, producer still went for 300. So, yeah, so it was still two versus or three three zero or two versus one. Uh, so we had the Oscars last weekend, right? Yeah. Or was it two weekends ago? No, it was last. Weekend. It was last last weekend. weekend was the Oscars. We were supposed to have a bracket episode, but uh, Francisco over here doesn't care about the Oscars. I'm, I'm a lame. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fair because the Oscars kind of suck. Did they suck? They didn't suck. They were fantastic. I liked no the, the no host thing. I liked. I think they should just do an opening monologue. Yeah. Get just... get a Kevin Hart in there, do the opening monologue, and then get on with the show because the host really does slow shit down. Yeah. And I felt like it wasn't that long, but granted, we were drinking and having fun the whole time. Yeah. I understand why people don't like it, but that's why we make games of it. Like, if yeah. it's not fun, make it fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the Oscars are going to happen one way or another. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. They, all, they did a mall. They were the first person to present. Yeah. And they and did they a monologue. monologue. Yeah. And the rest of the show just went. Yeah. Just like a regular show. It was just yeah. Without, without, like, Neil Patrick Harris trying to do some dumb magic trick or Seth MacFarlane doing some musical number. Like, or, it was really fun. Or people bringing... Yeah, Kimmel bringing the bus of people through. That was so stupid. Yeah. I, I bus mean, of people. Yeah, like two years ago, Jimmy Kimmel brought a whole busload of people into the Oscars because, like, they were doing like a, a, a LA tour. tour, and instead of like touring some building, they toured the Oscars stage while mm-hmm. everybody was there, and everybody's like, literally, all the actors are like, "Why the fuck would you do this bit?" Like, literally, just like shaking strangers' hands. It was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, it was really awkward because you're you're waiting for them to just. And like, it lasted forever. It was like the longest bit ever. It was so stupid. Oh, my God. Because they do this shit live, so, like, you can't take out, right. like, a random group of 50 people, bring them through the Oscar stage, and expect it to go by in four minutes. Like, everybody was stopping, like, oh, shit, it's Samuel Jackson. Like, it was so fucking dumb. I, I was so mad that year. <laughs> Detective Pikachu tra- had a trailer. Oof. Uh, Wait, oh, in the Oscars? No. no. Oh, I thought... <laughs> yes, I did watch it. Uh, Dark Phoenix trailer, uh, Hellboy trailer, and released this week is Captain Marvel, so we'll talk about all that. Um... So, big takeaways from the Oscars. Did you watch any of the Oscar movies other than Black Panther? I saw... Did you watch Black Klansman? I did watch Black Klansman. I actually said it in one of the episodes that I thought it was going to win an award. Remember? It, you probably don't remember. It did win an award for something. Spike Lee won for something. Maybe Best Director. Best, uh, Best Adapted Adams. Screenplay. Okay. Yeah. No, that went to... I went to Green Book. No, Green Book was original. He did win... I, I did see on social media that he did win an award. Yeah, he won for something, but... I really like Black Lantern. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, did you watch... I saw you the Netflix Roma? one, Roma, yes. Did you like it? Uh, not for you? That movie's hard to explain. <laughs> I didn't not like XL. it. It's just a... It's 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 so different, but it's so kind of relatable. Because it's like... It, it could be like your... your You know when you have like shitty weeks? Mm-hmm. You know that, that lady had like a, 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 shitty a shitty month. A shitty year. Yeah. So like... I don't know. That movie's like it, it's different, you know. But I can. You understand why it's good. You just don't like it. I just don't. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, not for it's, you. It's a it's a shitty movie with sh- uh, shitty events. Uh, what other, what was some of the other ones? Green Book. Did you watch that? I did not watch Green Book. I won Best Picture, and the internet kind of exploded. But the internet would have honestly exploded if anything won. Yeah. People were freaking out about Green Book, but I can't imagine the fucking harassment Black Panther would have got if it would have won. Like, all the Marvel fans who didn't even think Black Panther was that good, mm-hmm. it would have been a nightmare if that would have won. Same thing with Black Klansman. Everybody was really mad at the ending of Black Klansman because of, like, the whole Charlottesville stuff. Mm-hmm. When did you see it? I watched uh, most of the Oscar movies the night before. So I, oh, I went okay. hard in the paint okay. for the Oscar Oof. movies on Saturday night. So it was an emotional night, to say the least. And Black Klansman was your was that your first time seeing it? Yeah. Okay. I think 
going into the Oscars, did you watch Star Is Born? The Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga one? I did not. Okay. No. I think the, the night before I, I picked Green Book to win, and then once I watched Green Book, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think it should have won, but I still have it in my phone as like circled Green Book was going to win. So I was super embarrassed the next morning when I was like, oh, damn. It's funny. Um, I think the longer like time goes, I think Black Panther actually should have won mm-hmm. for Best Picture lot this year. Or um, Black Klansman. Yeah. I think one good. of those two movies should have won. Seeing Black Klansman in the theater was was it was such a shock because you you know you have those those scenes at the end. Yeah. And everybody was just quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole theater was just because obviously yeah. it's, it's it's a movie where like you get a it couple starts laughs. Really high. And, it starts and, really high on, on humor. Um, so like at the end, you just everybody just kind of leaves and like everybody's just marching down because mm-hmm. they're like, uh, what do we? That just, was super awkward. We, and it's like it's not like we just saw a movie. We just saw real clips mm-hmm. from. A couple of months ago, when this yeah, when Charles was happened, yeah. So it it was it was tough. Yeah. What was what was your big takeaways from the Oscar? You saw most of the movies too. No. No. no? I only saw Stars Born, Black Panther, and then was it? Really, you didn't watch Black Panther? That's right. No, I didn't watch. I really like Black Panther. The yeah, first half of that movie it was good. It was goddamn really hysterical. Good. I, it just really is. The, the connection between like you know when they're 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 trapped and they gotta. Mm-hmm play that they're a different person like, yeah it was really funny and I, like i told like i was watching it with my wife and deshaun and i legit said when it was really funny i was like we're about to see some sobering shit mm-hmm. because you're not gonna have a spike lee end on a happy note yeah so like i knew it was gonna go dark it definitely did that um i think the ending with the charlottesville stuff was my biggest like flaw of the movie because it it took away from how good Black Landsman was and sobered me too far mm-hmm. to like, oh shit, yeah, the world really does suck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in kind of the way that Lady Gaga's performance in the Oscars a few years ago when she sang like that really heartfelt song about like rape victims, mm-hmm. like, I'm not the, the bad guy here. Like, I'm already on your side. You're just making me feel worse mm-hmm. for what something somebody else did. So like yeah. the Charlottesville thing, I wasn't in the rallies. So like, I feel really bad already. And you're just bringing it up again. Like, yeah, it still sucks. But I can't do anything about it. Yeah. So it just really, it takes it too far on the sobering end. Um, what were your biggest, what were your happiest moments from the Oscar wins and losses? Trying to think. I, I was really happy for Remy Malik winning. I thought he deserved it for his role in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mahershala Ali won again uh, for Best Supporting in Green Book, even though to me he was the lead of the whole movie. They just, they starred the movie around Viggo Mortensen as the white dude, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was Mahershala Ali's character and how much he went through in the movie, but they played it off as like the development of Viggo Mortensen's character, which I just didn't buy myself. I don't remember too much. Oh boy. <laughs> that night? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, it was just like, I, I can't remember a memorable moment. I would say the best, the best thing that I loved about the entire show was Chadwick Boseman's reaction to the Green Book winning. Yeah, he was not happy about that. I'll show you a clip. He was not happy about it. Um, But I think everybody was kind of like, Green Book wasn't groundbreaking in any way. It was very, very basic storytelling. I didn't think it broke the wheel at all. Um, Night Of, I think I picked Star Is Born to win because I thought the hype was so big when that movie came out that the voters were going to vote that way. Um, But the more I think about it, Black Panther was the best movie of that year, of those nominees. Yeah. And I'm actually still upset and shocked that they didn't give. They didn't give him any award. Uh, it won for like best costume design and best uh, background design production, production design. design. But I think Michael B. Jordan is completely robbed for not being nominated as best uh, uh, supporting character because he was he carried Black Panther himself in that movie. 
if you remember, Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman, was only in like 40 minutes of the movie. He legit died at one point. Like, how are you going to give him the... Mm-hmm. How are you not going to give Michael B. Jordan any credit when the movie's nominated for Best Picture? Mm-hmm. It's just super weird because, I don't know, Michael B. Jordan was fantastic. I don't think he would have beat Mahershala Ali for Green Book, but he at least would have made it interesting. Yeah. Um, Lady Gaga won for Best Original Song. Honestly. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a gimme. And then Spider-Verse won, which makes everybody really happy, but I mean, there wasn't a lot of great animated movies last year with Ralph Breaks the Internet, internet and yeah. what, Incredibles was last year too? Yeah, Incredibles. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of great animated movies, so... I don't know. The Oscars was fun for me. I mean, everybody's in a... No one's ever happy after the Oscars. Right. Like, last year, um, Sh- uh, Shape of Water won. I still haven't watched it because I'm so disappointed with that winning. Because mm-hmm. to me, uh, Get Out Show won last year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And we did, we... did Get Out even get out of the first round of our bracket? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Who Wait, did it beat? Uh, I have to look at the bracket. I think it lost. <laughs> no, didn't it lose? I can't remember. I don't think it lost. We're bad bracketers. It was, it was Get Out versus Six Cent. Six Sense so won. Yeah, yeah Six Sense won. Six Sense won. Okay, yeah. we're bad people, but Six Sense won the won Best Picture. So I mean, Best Picture versus Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had a Detective Pikachu trailer that dropped this week. Uh, the reveal of Mewtwo happened, and I keep asking myself who this movie is for. Like, it looks interesting and fun, and Ryan Reynolds is always going to be one of my favorite people in Hollywood. But I just don't yeah. know if I care about the universe. I think bringing in Mewtwo could build the Pokemon movie universe. That could be interesting, but. I don't know. It's hard to get excited about that movie. The graphics look cool, though. The graphics do look really good. All the Pokemon like look like they have their own personalities. That that bit will be fun. Yeah. Because I remember when like the first time you see like Squirtle in the animated show, he's like kind of a dick and he's wearing the sunglasses. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like they they have originality. I think my my problem. Like I was gonna I, say my complaint is I don't like the animation. I I really? hate I hate the Pikachu part of it. The the talking Pikachu. That's what bothers me. This whole like we have to get Ryan Reynolds to be the yeah, like I, I think it's a little over the top. Yeah, like if if Pikachu was just Pikachu and it did some just cute helping. shit, yeah, I would have been like, this movie's dope. But I feel like if you're trying to make him the main character, like I feel yeah. like something's gonna go wrong. What if you had Ryan Reynolds playing the part of the star of the movie and just talking to Pikachu like an R two D two thing where like he talks to him and Pikachu says something and you're like, yeah, I guess you're right, Pikachu. Let's do that. Ryan Reynolds, though, like that's what like is a buff Ash. No, not Ash, but just like a random dude. Like a dude who just has Pikachu jump into his life the same way that this I, kid does. I think, I think Ryan Reynolds will be a little too old for that role in my... But he's not training Pokemon. Literally, the kid in this movie says, like, I don't want a Pokemon. Like, I just want to live my life in this universe. He does. He's not like Ash Ketchum is. Mm-hmm. Ooh, at the end, he's going to want a Pokemon. Shh. And he's going to pick a Pokeball. He's like, I'm going to go on my journey with my Charmander. Because nobody picks Bulbasaur. Well, my... Yeah, my issue is I don't like the animation. It feels like a Pokemon Go commercial. Yes, no, it does. It doesn't. With yes, the it animation? Does. Yeah, it does. With the animation, it looks like a Pokemon Go commercial. Uh, no, because like, the first time I saw the the preview, I thought it was like an add-on to uh, to Pokemon Go. <laughs> like, legit. I was like, okay, that looks kind of cool. Because, like, you know, you got people just walking through the city and doing all these dumb shit. It was so, literally I- Rattatats running on power lines. I thought it was awesome. Is that what you want? That's what I'm on. Like, I, I want a RPG Skyrim type of Pokemon game. This new Sword and Shield game that they released looks like it could be that, but they have a chance to build a really cool universe if they do it right. Just imagine when there's real Pokemon in the world. They are. They're called cats and dogs. People train them to fight each other all the time. 
but like the cool. It's like advanced cockfighting. Please edit that louder. Dark Phoenix trailer. Um, the internet hates it. I love it. What's going on? I'm tired. Tired of X Men. Okay. Tired of X Men. It looks like they're killing uh, uh, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Lewis in like the first. 15 minutes of the movie, though, so that's cool. Jennifer Lewis? Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence, okay. You said Lewis the first time. I'm oh, like, what the hell is Lewis? Lewis? Here's the thing. I said cock like 12 times. Cock, 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 cock. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like Mystique's costume. Well, it's good because she dies. I keep... You think she... How is she going to die, though? It's in the trailer, bro. Literally, the trailer starts... never lied to us before. The trailer starts with Sansa Stark crying in the rain saying, why do you make me do that? And then it's... Mystique talking to her, and then Miss, and then Sansa Stark having this explosion. Mystique goes flying, and then there's a funeral. Mm-hmm. I'm not Listen. connecting dots here. Like these are here. <laughs> they, those are the signs. Wasn't Mystique one of the fourth horsemen from the last movie? Yes. I hate that they keep taking the bad guys, turning them into good guys at the beginning of the film. Oh wait, maybe not. And then at the I don't end. remember Apocalypse that well. That movie wasn't good. Okay. I don't remember if she was one of the horsemen. I don't think she was. There was no. there was uh, Storm, Magneto, Psylocke, and the fourth one was who? It was it that wasn't... girl with the with the swords. That's Psylocke. Oh, and it was know. the guy with the angel. You're angel. right. There's four. Yes. So that yeah, it couldn't have been her. But I don't know. I just hate that they keep using Mystique and Magneto. Like, but they're killing Mystique, so we have that argument out the door. No, but even in the other movies, they're good guys at the beginning, then they become villains halfway through the movie. And then at the end, they're like, oh, we're good guys again. Well, it's just lazy storytelling is all. I think we're just trying to finish all the franchise before they get owned by Disney. That's obviously what's happening, but the, the Dark, or what was it, Dark Mutants movie with oh, Arya Stark? New Mutants? New Mutants. Is that, what, that movie looked fucking cool. Yeah. And that got pushed back, too. Yeah. So they, it looks like they're finally going, quote-unquote, dark with these movies, but what can you do? All right, Hellboy trailer. Do we want to watch that or no? Hell yeah, we want to watch that. Okay. Play the clip. Play it live. I'm even, you know. We'll do it live. What about hey, um the Captain Marvel Rotten Tomatoes thing? We can talk about that while he loads this. Does what the happened? internet really think that Captain Marvel's not going to make a jillion dollars? Women yes. love superheroes. It's going to make money. Do they really though? Wonder Woman made a two billion dollars, and everybody hates the DC universe. But it was well made. Wonder I can't hate on Wonder Woman. Like if I say that movie's shit compared to right, but we haven't seen Captain Justice Marvel League. yet. Maybe Captain Marvel. It, it might not be as good as Wonder Woman, but women came out in droves to support that movie. They have a blockbuster in that movie. Okay. <laughs> that, that's your. That's your. Point. That's his big takeaway. He's like, this movie came out in the nineties. Hold uh, on, positive. You might have to switch the speakers to. Uh... We'll do it live. It might be on the total beaches right now, so it's on the set speakers. I and the, here's my thing is like I kind of agree with the internet where I don't think Captain Marvel should come into the picture, beat over powerful and beat Thanos <laughs> super fast. But I'm also willing to give it a chance. Like the internet literally isn't even giving it a chance. Um, okay. Oh, oh shit! All right, so we're watching an island. Is that where Luke's at? Sweet glasses. Is it an origin story too, or? I think so. Okay. How much you want to bet he has both his horns? Oh, baby Hellboy. You 
Hellboy on meth. I know. That's all I, I keep thinking. He's been doing meth for the last ten years. Oh, he makes chains on this. Who's that guy? He's in a bunch of movies. Seven Nation Army in the background. Nice. Oh, Mila Jovanovic? Is this a Resident Evil movie? That was cool. She reminds me of the Red Witch from uh, Game of Thrones. You mean my wife? Transformer. No, what was those Goosebumps movies where they would transform into uh, like weird yeah, Animorphs? Animorphs was legit. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Where's not. my Animorphs movie? Oh my god. Imagine? Probably in a couple years. That'd be sweet, dude. Animorphs went hard. It, it was terrible, but I was really into it. I never I never read those. I thought they were pretty dumb. I was into the Goosebumps. That was terrible. Please remove that line from the movie. April 12th. They should have just released like? it on 420. 13 days before... It's seven days after Endgame. Endgame comes it, out April I thought, 5th. I thought it was April 20-something. Oh, is it? I thought it was the beginning of April. I thought, I thought it was... Oh, no, you're end. right. It's, it's the end of April because they're saying it's going to come out on May the 5th. Or May the 4th. Oh, okay. And all the Star Wars nerds online were like, Why didn't you make the Star Wars movie come out in May? Fuck you guys, I like my December Star Wars. Anyway, that was fine. Who cares? <laughs> I feel like the makeup around his mouth is like super visible. I feel like he should just go back to doing Stranger Things. I'm pretty sure he still is. But... He better be. Was that the sheriff? That's yeah. the sheriff, yeah. Oh, okay. That scene with, with him sucks. and Eleven inside like the ele elevator mm -hmm. at the end of season two is so fucking good. I don't even remember. Yeah, this whole boy doesn't look good. <laughs> at all. Really? It was a moment. I mean, the end of it kind of sucked. Were the original Hellboy movies, were they rated R? No, they were PG-13. Okay. And they so weren't they that were... good. I like those. I don't. What makes this one look better than those? They don't. They all they all kind of look the same to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how come you're excited for this one and you don't like the other ones? I'm not. I just said there was some good stuff. I'm probably not seeing this shit in theaters. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is that rich? I mean, it's a new Hellboy universe. They ended this the last Hellboy universe before the end of the trilogy where I, it was supposed to get better. Mm -hmm. So, like, why would I get invested with this? This Hellboy. There was some cool shit, though. That one chick had some sweet powers. It kind of reminds me of, like, Is Deadpool 2. Is that the same 2. chick from the older movies? No. Uh, Mila Jovanovich looks like she had some cool powers. I don't know. It was fun. Hmm. Alright. I didn't like the Golden Army. That's my biggest thing. The Golden Army and Hellboy 2 kind of pissed me off. Because yeah, the whole movie was hyping up the Golden Army, and then it, they fought for like four minutes at the end, and you never actually got to see him do any damage, and then the movie was over. And I'm like, why do I care? Mm -hmm. And it was such a long wait, I think, for such a long wait for the one second two, one. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. It was so dumb. Okay, so everybody make sure you watch the Adam Sandler classic, Big Daddy, and the remake of The Longest Yard. It's going to be a fun week. I, I really love 
Big Daddy. It's probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie as a kid. My favorite is Longest Yard. So, I, well, I was getting to it. Yeah. I was getting to it though. When Longest Yard came out, I I probably rewatched that movie about a hundred times Me when too. it first came out yeah. too. So, so it's it'll be interesting. interesting yeah. Um, one thing I want to say before we leave is tell me something, girls. Jose was really upset with me because I have a. I'm a, really upset with you right now. Why? <laughs> You're just mad you can't sing like a rich guy. That's true. Right, goodbye. He's so angry.